0: Let's get sweaty.
1: Welcome to the final Shemu the Animation recap and discussion show with myself and Mr. Shemu himself. You, says Matthew Oliver. <laughs> How's it going, Matt? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no, good man. Um, off the back of, a, I think, a very interesting episode. Um, Yeah, there's a lot to talk about on this one, actually. Uh, but I'm glad we, we've made the end. I think the anime itself has gone very, very well. Um, but yeah, good. All good. Looking forward to getting into this one. How's it going for you?
1: It's going all right. Yeah, I agree. I think we've got a lot of discussion points to talk about on that. What we've just seen from episode 13, Entitled Shenmue. Some good, some bad. So we're going to get into it all in a moment. But Matt, how does it feel to be at the end of a season one of an anime show that quite literally two years ago in our minds didn't even exist?
2: You know I said this on stream and I'm going to say it again. We took, this, we took the dojo on in July um, 2020. And then we had all hell break loose with, you know, with the anime announcement coming out very soon after that, and obviously we did all the the 20th anniversary stuff as well. Mm. But it's it, it's a weird place that we've come to the end of this anime because it's been part of our regular routine for the best part of, of three months now. I mean, we've been streaming it every week, we've been talking about it every week, and it's. It's got, It's flown by, I'm not going to lie, a little bit. While I thoroughly enjoyed the anime and, and, and the content that it's put out, and I think it's brought new fans in, I think it's put the franchise in a really good position, on a personal level, I can't wait for a bloody holiday.
1: I'm with you there, mate. I think we deserve one as well. <laughs> Some of the stuff that we like to do, like a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you don't really see, like you setting up the streams, and then we're doing this straight after, and then I spend all of Monday editing. Then you spend all of Tuesday editing. Possibly even, you know, it depends on how quickly we can get it out. But we're looking at Wednesday, and then it's coming out on Radio C on Thursday. So it's got got to be ready for then images yeah. and everything, called the promo. And then Friday we actually premiere it, and I, you know, sit in the premiere, chatting to people, and then you know, you've got your Saturday off, which isn't really a day off because you're already thinking about the Sunday again, aren't you? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just been nonstop every single week for 13 weeks. And I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I wouldn't change anything, no regrets kind of thing. And I think we've put out a quality show. I think you put on a quality stream and I mean, obviously we are going to have a bit of a break now, but we got a couple of things in the pipeline it's not all doom and gloom moving forward and there's always obviously a season two
2: (laughs) we're we're praying and hoping so we're going to be
1: be able to do it all again but actually that leads me quite nicely because what i wanted to do actually at the start of the show before we get into it i wanted to thank a few people for some of their involvement in the podcast side of things i know you were thanking people on stream matt but Mm -hmm. podcast side of things i want to start with radio Sega for hosting our shows each and every Thursday night on their musical Sega live stage. It's been a pleasure. They moved a few things around for us so that they could squeeze the show in amongst their schedule of other fantastic live shows. And, well, after today's episode, I think we'll probably be moving back to our previous Monday evening that's slot, right, I yeah. thought.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. Obviously,
1: we'll, we'll update people when that happens. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be you know, like three or four days away or whatever. Is that going to be the, the following Monday or are they going to give I, us a week? I don't, I think I don't
2: know. think they're going to let us air this and then they might give us a week and then it should be back into our standard Monday slot.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, thanks again, Radio Sager and all the team there, us and testy and everyone that puts on the shows for us. It's a pleasure to be part of that. Next up, I wanted to thank Titch for joining us on the Wild Ride that was the the Shenmue 1 adaptation of the series, the, those first five shows, this mini anime discussion series we've been having for the last 13 weeks you know those first five were fantastic they were quite fun to record and you know i kind of just wish we could have continued all 13 with titch but i'm sure she'll be back again on the show in the very near future and obviously you've always got titch live content weekly basis i guess so keep an eye out for that if you're a fan of titch as well Uh, Next, I want to thank Hannah and Spaghetti for picking up from Titchy's fantastic show notes that she obviously made for those, well, first six weeks, actually, not the first five, because she she kind of wrote the notes for us for the sixth episode as well, which was cool of her. And Hannah and Spaggs kind of took the reins and kind of took it in turns since, I think. Yeah. Um, So without, you know, those in-depth notes from each of these three guys, the podcast episodes probably wouldn't have happened, or if they had, they would have been pretty pants to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, I think we'd have just been mumbling half of the the content out or, or just going off your amazing memory, Matt.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, don't know if that'd work.
1: And the final thank you, the cheesy one. I just want to thank everyone out there, the listeners for the ongoing support. I'd, I'd you know, the people that join us weekly on the live streams and then download and listen to these shows you're the true heroes, so from myself and Matt, I just want to thank you so much. And is there anyone else your end that you want to thank, Matt?
2: I think I just want to sort of dive in on that and, and say thank you to the, to the staff behind the scenes. I mean, Sonny, she's been t- chucking out your know, comparison shots for us, which has been fantastic, which means that I'm not going in spoiled to, to anime episodes, which is fantastic. I want to thank the guys on the forums, Jibby, um, Sun and everybody else for, for standing by us and giving us ideas and how things are put together and 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 content and all the rest and keeping on the forums obviously Peter as well for looking after the back end for us as as well as Lemon so all the staff at the dojo we can't do this work without you guys I know um you throw ideas at us a a lot all the time and we have to sift through and go right do we have the time to do these but you know what (laughs) I wouldn't have it any other way because um what it has led to is some bloody good content for for the dojo and I think we've put put the dojo there in a good position amongst the Shenmue community is of a peak of, uh, it sounds arrogant, but I don't, I don't mean to come across as arrogant, but of of some quality content that's been coming out from us for a while I think it's made us stronger, hasn't it? It has. It definitely has. It's put a real nice foundation in and I'm just going to echo the cheesy shit that you just said. I mean, we do all this hard work behind the scenes. We all do all the editing. I do all the stream prep behind the scenes, which is James will attest to. Sometimes it's really smooth. It takes 10 minutes, And other times I'm I'm panicking because we're about to go live and I've got a major issue, um, and I fix yeah, and and I'm having to fix. Can't help,
1: can
2: you? Sometimes I'm fixing it live, and you can't. Yeah, I'm talking and fixing stuff. Um, But you guys um, who've been watching, who've been listening to us, interacting us on the forums, on social media, you you guys make the hard work worth it at the end of the day. Because if you didn't interact with the content, it wouldn't be worth the hassle. And I think you're part of getting the message out there that we want Shenmue for, and we want a second season to the anime. So guys, yeah, thank you very much. But after this show is recorded, I'm going to have a nice long lie down.
1: <laughs> that sounds like a plan, mate. Indeed. So Matt, before you have a lie down, can you get us back up to speed with episode 12 before we move into obviously the final episode discussion? This was was a guidepost one to Guide episode post, 12. Which is
2: a bit yeah. of a random name, but i have to tune my memory in a little bit here. And maybe I'll give you time a moment a bit, to
1: uh, <laughs> <'cause> I, <laughs> to catch it because I can't though.
2: remember everything. So, uh right. This episode opens up with the same ending scene from episode eleven. So I'm not going to go over that too much. But what we do have Rio and Ren and Donia, and obviously they're trying to look for Yandere. And Donia sort of swings at them. They jump out of the way and they run away. And then they they run into the area where you get our friendly plank excellent we wanted some planks we got some planks Rear and ren leg it across ren kicks the board away and doll neo sort of loses his shit although there is a point that he's quite a big lad so he may have gone through it anyway and he sort of shouts to the same fight like men ren takes the mickey out of him and they run off going back to hong kong joy's bike sort of comes to a stop so this is like a t- continuation of the opening scene and she asks uh, Wong what he plans to do with the information he heard previously that obviously Rio and Ren have been monitored by the Yellowheads. Uh, he says he needs to help Rio. Joy's unconvinced by this basically saying, well, we can't do anything. You know, people like us can can't help. Wong sort of steps off the bike and sort of expresses himself in his true feelings that he's he's had enough of his life the way it is. he's, he's a thief and he's had enough he's scraping by and he's convinced himself that being an orphan was the way of life, and he he's sort of closed off his mind from pursuing legitimate work. Uh, but Wong has found inspiration in Rio, and for that, he you know, wants to go and help him, which I think's really cool. And you do see that in the game a little bit. But they've sort of delved, again, like the animation really well here, they've delved in on this. It then cuts to sort of another scene here where Joy's on her own, and she seems to regret not wanting to help rio that she's in front of the come over guest house and they like play some flashbacks of like rio and joy's interactions from when they first met uh bag getting stolen etc the yellowheads then turn up uh see the red red motorcycle shoes she's on start chasing her joy legs it on her bike and the the lead yellowhead guy um nicks nicks the bike and like starts pedaling to give chase but i'll leave that there because it's really funny towards the end of the um the episode Joy then finds Wong sort of sprinting towards Kowloon, which is quite impressive because it's it like a 40-minute minute bus journey or something to Kowloon? So he's got a long sprint on his on his head there. And she's now accepted that she's in the gang's crosshairs and has to get involved. And at in the back of the scene, you can see the guy on the bike chasing him going, come here, come here. And she's like, nope, we're leaving, bye. And they discuss the strategy to get in. And Joy decides to be a decoy and Wong sneaks in looking for Rio. And he has to pretend that he's her kid brother while she does the talking. We then cut back into the Yellowhead building, and this is where we have Yuan, who I think has been really well done in the anime. is really maniacal and unhinged. (laughs) Carrying the old chainsaw, starts swiping it around at Rio and Ren. They duck out of the way and make a run for it, manage to sort of lose him, and they kick the beams down from a damaged section of the wall, which is very similar to the games as well. And then, like, a few moments later, um, Dolneo sort of kicks it all away to free Yuan And then there's a call comes through the daughter of the white tie organization may well be on the way and demand to see him. And then you have this scene sort of previous to this where Joy's Joy's outside with with Wong and says daughter of uh, I think it's Chun for the white tie is here to see your boss. And it sort of sends a chill down their spine and they go, oh, heck, who's this? And even Wong looks surprised by this as well. What this has done is bought sort of Ria and Ren some time to go through, through the building. So they start focusing on finding zoo But then another distraction happens in that Chun's daughter is to be detained. Now, we know this is Joy. So Ren sort of says, well, you know who she is to Ria. And he's like, well, who's this? And, and he says, it's Joy. And Ria, Ria's like, oh, shit. Cuts back. And we're then sort of, the Joy and Wong are in this room. And they're talking and Wong is basically instructed by Joy to go off and hi, you know, basically hightail it out of there to look for Rio, which he goes and does through the air vents. We then, sort of, while that's all going on, later on Joy then gets neck-chopped by Master Bai, which I thought was an interesting touch, actually, at this point, and she's then taken away to the basement, and it's put over the radio at this point, and Rio decides with Ren to go that way. Meanwhile, meanwhile... Wong is having success moving through the air vents with some rats accompanying him. Remember the rats, and was he that falls. Last
1: episode? Yeah, that yep. stuff,
2: yeah. And feels he feels so just was... <laughs> us, uh, it feels a long time, <laughs> but he falls into the room with Yuan de sort of recognizes him and says, Who are you? and he goes, Well, I'm Yuan de And then Wong sort of freaks out a little bit here. It's like, Oh my god, you know, it's Yuan de then sort of hears Yuan outside trying to get in. So he instructs Wong to hide. Wong then uses his uh, his Heaven's Light to get the rats out. It will all fall on Yuan, or he rather, absolutely legs it out. And Wong decides to bear with Yuan de Zoo in, in his wheelchair, which I thought was quite funny. Rio and Ren head down to the basement, obviously looking for joy. And the, some of the yellowhead thugs are there. And Rio and Ren sort of resort themselves to go, We're not going to negotiate this. So we're going to fight them. Master Bayou then appears. And he then says, well, if you if you beat me in combat, I'll let Joy go. Rio opens his mind eye, obviously the stuff with Kai, and then it sort of does this flashback to all the wood. And then what Rio does, he takes Bayou off his guard and then like mass- you know, massacres him in the neck, which sends him down. And Bayou swears to remember the Hazuki name as he passes out, which then opens the path for Joy to be released. We said this last week. I think the fight was rushed, but there's a good reason for that in a minute when we talk about this episode. While this is all going down, our friend on his bike has pedalled it all the way from Hong Kong to Kowloon, on the walled city, on his bike. He's absolutely spent. And then his mates turn up in a car. And he's like, you got a car? <laughs> and it made me chuckle. It's one of the funniest moments in, in the anime. However, he then runs into the building and realises that Yuan Dezu's been, stole, you know, basically been stolen from them, from the rats. And Yuan's like losing the mind, basically. And they signal the entire building to go after Wong. In the basement, they hear this on the radio as Joy's just woken up and she she's a bit shocked that Rio hasn't met with Wong. They rush to find Wong and Zhu, who are still sort of having the success getting through the building with some kung fu jousting. Our big guy on the bike comes up, gets jousted out of the way, but their luck then ends when Dol Neo gets off the elevator and um, basically captures Wong and Zhu. We then have a very quick sort of fight with Yuan as a, uh, with Rio and Ren, who are outside the elevator, who have got, obviously got joy with, her at this, with them at this point. Ren kicks a knife out of Yuan's hand and then Rio kicks him into the elevator. They interrogate him, obviously, with handcuffs onto the arm rails. Ren threatens uh, Yuan with some sort of trash. Yuan tells them the exchange is going to happen on the roof. And they go, right, thank you very much. And then Ren boots it straight into his face, sending the elevator down, like the games. We then reach the top floor. We've got this darkened corridor, sets to their top of the building. Rio hammers through the doors and he sees the helicopter, the Chi men sign on the helicopter, and Rio and Landy have their massive stare off. And Rio's eyes are blazing red with rage, and the episode ends.
1: Amazing. That is one of the. Defining moments of the anime, as well, isn't it? Really, yeah. when you think about it, that moment that is something that you felt as a child, or at least I did, you know, when I, I was did. playing Shenmue I, uh... 2 for the first time and then, you know, seeing it again in the anime, it's yeah, takes you back to that moment,
2: absolutely. Um, yeah, it was, um, I, it took me like to being 14 again, it was really good,
1: yeah, definitely, man. So, here is the synopsis for episode 13, which is entitled Shenmue. Ryo finally reaches Landy, the man who murdered his father. Blinded by revenge, Ryo viciously attacks Landy. Landy easily dodges Ryo's attacks and leaves. Yellowheads Doniu, realises his plan has failed, and attacks Ryo. Can Rio save his friends and beat Doniu? Save his friends? Do you reckon his friends were that... Well, I suppose Wong's in danger, but Ren and Joy aren't really they could just leave if they wanted to couldn't they
2: yeah they could i guess
1: <laughs> i suppose well, i suppose the black suits are in the way yeah okay that makes sense so let's have a quick musical break Mark, before we kick things off i think this piece of music is probably fitting to kick things off before the discussion it's going to be the opening theme to shimmy the anime of course this is undead Noid by Kashitaru into <laughs> Welcome back. That was Undead Noid by Kashitaro Ito. Let's get into the episode now, Matt. So I'll start us off with the opening sort of stuff here. So yeah. we're back on the of the building rooftop. In fact, I think the episode starts sort of with the doors opening again. It goes white, you know, this big, mm. this, well, fades to white, the screen does. And you've got the same sort of stare between Rio and Landy, the kind of recapping but not. It's um continuation of the previous episode there, how that ended. And we get a flashback sequence of Iwao's death. So it takes you all the way back to the very first episode where Ryo obviously enters the dojo and Landy kills Iwao, And you're getting that sort of... I suppose maybe it works more for the maybe the people that haven't played the games that are getting reminded of this event. Yeah. I mean, if you're playing the games, you kind of... I don't know, I'd, I'd say you remember yeah. why you're on the journey, but perhaps, you know, this is the proper realisation for all viewers here that this is, it's Landy's in front of you. This is the man that killed your father. And yeah, the flashback does a good job of depicting that moment. So on the Yellowhead building rooftop here, we've got Ren and Joy arriving while Donu dangles Wong over the side of the building. So it's very similar to the um, Shemu 2 aspect here. I think at this point, is Landy on the helicopter or is he not on the helicopter?
2: I think he's about, He's like descending the helicopter he's descending from as, 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 as Donu's got Wong over the edge.
1: Yes, that's right. So at the, this moment, you think it's playing out like the games, in a sense, yeah. you see Donu hang Wong over the side of the building. But we know... There's going to be a little bit of a twist here. Landy actually gets off the ladder of the helicopter, and Rio flies towards him in a rage and attacks. You see in his eyes, it actually zooms in quite yeah. quite well in his eyes, doesn't it? Because it's, where it's like, kind of goes into his brain.
2: Yeah. It, it, it... I think it's part of the flashback, isn't it? It sort of goes into his brain. You can feel the heartbeat and everything. It's red. It is absolutely incandescent. Oh, that was the Descent. wow flashback just, yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah. It's okay. incand- It's absolutely incandescent with rage. Rio has absolutely lost it at this point. Yeah. yeah. and the so so Even though
1: they've not rage. mentioned revenge the whole time, it's like it's clear now. Landy's yeah. in front of him. You know, he's, he's burning with anger and rage. Yeah. His eyes go red. You see into his brain, and even <laughs> all these flashbacks and feelings and stuff. So, Landy easily dispatches Ryo in a fashion similar to the fight at the end of the Shenmue 3, actually. Yeah. In the game, he kind of like twists his leg around his arm, kicks him in the stomach, which is really cool. To, uh, seeing that in Shenmue 3 at the time, that is like the pinnacle of Shenmue 3, really, into that opening. Yeah. That, you know, seeing Landy in that seat and, you know, Having that fight with him that you've never had to have a fight, at least a played fight as well. You know, you're you physically playing that fight, and he does this twist with his leg and kicks you in the stomach. And uh, I mean, shall I ask you this now, Matt? How how did that translate to you? Them kind of taking that Shemu Three aspect and putting it into this scene at you know what is considered to be Shemu Two at this point, even though obviously in Shemu Shemu Two Landy doesn't get doesn't get off his helicopter. But here they've kind of like taken some of Shemu three aspects and, and and pushed them into Shemu two aspects. How's, how does that hold with you?
2: I don't have it. Well, I don't have an issue with it in the fact I understand it. Um, from a from a TV anime perspective, especially as we we we're not guaranteed a second season. I think they need to bring some sort of closure to everything. Obviously, there's a lot more story to go on as, as we know, but I think they had to close that angle off that Rio. Isn't ready for Landy in any way, shape, or form. So I get that point. My worry about it is: is does it diminish the fight in the castle in Shenmue Three? And how are they going to sort of raise the stakes for that fight in the castle? For example, could Rio lose it again, or could he yeah, and not be able to take on Landy because of his rage? Or could he just simply not have the skills for it, but keep getting up? And Ren has to sort of drag him away while the, the place is burning down. I mean, these are two ideas that just come into my head. But
1: yeah, they could twist it a little bit. Yeah, couldn't they? and obviously they're not gonna. I wouldn't have expected them to redo this scene for scene. You know, no, 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 he, no. he Even says it in the anime, doesn't he? Says, "I see you've improved a bit." And yeah. Um, so you've got you, you show me three line and you show me three k- twisty
2: kick thing <laughs> i get it and actually it's very well shot this this yeah. scene i mean the whole you'll come into it in a minute the whole rooftop was very well done but this is i get i understand it i get it person this is my personal opinion i wish they hadn't but this is coming from obviously someone who likes the games i'll i'll mention my wife a few times this podcast i think she felt it was quite a good idea to do it that way because she doesn't know the games and doesn't yeah, know that, that's what happened. Yeah,
1: that's the thing, mate. I think as an anime viewer, you've got to get in the mindset of that, what yeah, they want to see, yeah, yeah. what they are actually watching compared to what we played. Exactly. We know Shemu's not for everyone. We know there's a lot of moments where there's just long stretches of like nothing's really happening, I suppose. You could you could say that. I mean, to us, that's like we'd love that kind of thing. But to a lot of gamers, it's like when am I next going to have a fight? You know, I mean, I think back to when I was playing Shenmue three, er, Shemu 2 Sorry, in front of my cousin. Mm. and even though Shenmue 2 is more action-paced, I started from the very beginning of the game, and obviously until your very first fight he'd already, he was done, you know, he's like, let's put Soul caliber on, you know, it's not <laughs> nothing's happening in this game. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's a different mindset for a different person. Yeah. And so they've kind of got to target that in a different way, I reckon, in the anime. And that's kind of what they've done. They've had to speed it up into places. They've got to kind of like rework things, you know, in this particular moment for anime viewing, basically this is the fi- finale of a season, Mm, are you just yeah. going to have Landy on a helicopter and nothing happens? He just flies off. Or, you know, are they really going to inject a bit of, you know what I mean? This is the finale. They're going to inject something that's the stakes are
0: yeah, yeah. super high.
1: You know, yeah, you, you've exactly. got people on the edge of the seats, haven't you, in this particular moment. So, whereas in the games, it's like, you know, you're on this journey. You've still got another disc. So I suppose you at the time you're not really thinking or questioning why am I not fighting Landy? And it, it, I think it works really well in the game as well, that it's the stare down. It's like, he's, he's there, but I can't touch him. Yeah. It's kind of like some sort of, um, not a metaphor, but there's something in that where it's like, he's come so close yet still so far.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's still he's still like that in the, in the anime, you know, he's still close yet so far, because obviously he gets back on his helicopter in a second, then when we get get into it, he flies off. But, in terms of them having an actual fight, I suppose that is like the the talking point.
2: Yeah. And as as we've said, I think we I, I get it. And I, I understand it and, and how it's put together and it raises the stakes. It gives you that sort of you know, pin you know, that exclamation mark that you're on the rooftop, you're finally in front of Landy, and then obviously Rio loses it and gets his ass kicked. So I'd be very intrigued as to how they pick it up come season two, should we get it, as to what they do with that castle fighting Shenmue Three. But very well put together i have no no qualms with any of the animation or anything of the sort i just from a personal level i wouldn't i i and i'm biased because i like because of the games and the rooftops you know it's one of my biggest moments in gaming ever yeah um and i don't think it for me it didn't need that landy fight but wider of me and and, and people coming in watching this from an anime point of view i can see why it needed it
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: I think we've got some sort of contrasting sort of things like you're there's something that happens later on in the episode where you're like it's okay with you yeah but it really bothered me whereas like this this is okay with me I think this works quite well but you know it kind of bothered you a little bit yeah
2: yeah it's probably so fair.
1: it depends on what part of Shenmu kind of resonated you with the most hmm. I suppose how, how disappointed you're going to be with certain things but let's move on from that so Again, I'll, I'll just say, Landy easily dispatches Ryo. So he sort of grabs his arm and does that uh, leg twist. Yeah. And then you've got Yuanda Zhu here. He's calling Landy off and he's trying to actually to get Wong saved from Dono as well. So, you know, this is kind of like Zhu Yundar. I, I mean, I don't know how much interaction he's had, but he's had a little bit of interaction. You've got that context with Wong, the previous episode with the rats. Mm. Wong's kind of like helped him, saved him out of that room. And. He's told him that that you know Rio's trying to help Zuyandar, and uh, obviously Zuyandar knows Rio's father, so he's got reason to help these characters. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. So yeah, Zyandar's actually he, he 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 says if he comes comes up with a bit of an ultimatum for Landy and Donu, he's saying like I'll tell you where it is.
2: Mm. What's it? I don't know. You know. It's not actually ever spoken about as to what it is. Like what what are they getting at?
1: Mm. We'll go with that anyway. So he, he he says it is in Bailu Village. So well, I, I don't know if we can maybe think about that in a moment. But yeah, okay. It says it's not exactly told what it is. I'm trying to think then what would it be. So it would be.
2: Could it be the, Bailu the village? Could it be the scroll that you discover? With the the, the the cave temple the uh, you yeah, the 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 Great Wall etc. Could it be that possibly? Could it, be, but... could it could it be the main cave? I, I don't know. Or could they even be insinuating that the mirror is there?
1: Possibly, like it's that's a bit what... of a decoy. Because maybe Zoo thinks the mirror is there. Because
2: that's what they're looking for in sharing. Yeah, Shenmue that three. would work,
1: wouldn't it?
2: So it must the, be the, the mirror trash in
1: Baile Village, aren't they? The trash in Baile Village in search of the mirror that works doesn't it really yeah and then not... you know you could say say if if you helmed a whole village with thugs which is what when you play in Shimmer three that's what the villagers are saying all these thugs have come and trashed my house they've tra- they've targeted stonemasons because yeah. they're after the mirror aren't they yeah yeah that's why they picked the stonemasons properties to be going around saying like where's this fucker? you know tell me tell me where the stonemason lives Know Mister Care or whatever lives over there. Mm. Uh, Shenfor's think he's over there, kind of thing. He, he he often works in the cave. You know, possibly you you can kind of piece things together there. So they've gone into the cave and taken Shenfor's father or whatever. Yeah.
2: You know, in the, yeah, in the grand
1: context of things, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we've kind of come to that Not conclusion because yeah, it's confusing when you just think of like it, but when you think about what we know from Shenmue Three. It, it makes works perfect actually, doesn't it? it? Yeah, makes perfect very sense. good, very good. Okay, so Landy's satisfied with the answer because he must know what it is. <laughs> yeah, he must. <laughs> and, yeah, and ascends back to the sky on the helicopter. So, okay, so I'm trying to picture back to this this thing. The whole episode's a bit of a blur, so apologies, guys, if I'm like trying to think about what's happening. So he's already knocked Rio across the roof.
2: Yeah,
1: he's got back on the ladder. And yeah. he's about to fly off again. So then it kind of picks up where Shemu Two is, where it's like yes. he's he's at arms' reach again. And you're up to Donu now. Yeah. You got to fight Donu. So he's ordered by the Chiu men sub- subordinates, the black suits, to clean up. He, I think he says, um, Donu says something like, "Oh, d- don't go, Landy, because I was, I-, I wanted Hong Kong. You know, I wanted to show you that I, I want to own the whole of Hong Kong, kind of, kind of thing." And Landy's going away he's so donu thinks he's he's failed but then these black suits say well you know if you fight rio and beat him you can still prove to landy that you're capable of whatever yeah so rio and donu have a bit of a fight so blinded by his rage because he's just kind of just standing there and it's ren that yeah. actually goes up to him and saves him and just as he's like staring into space into you know where landy is Donu kind of like smacks him into the back and you see the Hazuki tiger crest patch thing on the back of his jacket. So you can see that Rio's actually been hurt and hit. But both Ren and Rio go flying because Ren was just about to save Ryo and he got hit by Donu's blow as well. Um, I don't know if he cushioned it a little bit, but they both go flying into the fence and the fence actually leaves a visible dent, which is pretty, yeah, I, pretty I, I cool. I kind of laughed at that because it's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It shows you the force of Donu. Ren tries to shake Rio out of his stupor, whatever that means, reminding him that the lives of himself and his friends are on the line, with flashbacks to scenes with Shuing and Ren about Rio's revenge and obsession with completing his objective, blinding him. So yeah, we get some sort mm. of like, how we got last episode with the, the full voodoo, the flashback yeah. things, you get ones of like, you quite like this, Um, it does work, it's just... It, at the time, it just felt like they're just using up valuable seconds. But he, I, I mean, I know they have to kind of show these memories and stuff to give the the overall context to how he can go from like being smacked into a fence into like, you know, now he's going to have the power and courage and, you know, the mindset to tackle Dono. So it needs like these flashbacks of all the teachings he's had from and and all the people along the way. So Rio snaps out of it prepares to take Donu on, and while Ren gets ready to fight the black suit to prevent enjoying Wong, you get that kind of similar thing where it's like, leave these these guys to me, takes them on. Donu initially proves too much for Ryo, taking a blow to the head without batting an eyelid. Ooh, is that where he, does he leave like a, a big dent in his head or something?
2: He sort totally of hits him quite hard, Donu almost laughs it off, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. Oh, here's the flashback then. So... So what, did he have another flashback then a minute ago?
2: Yes, so there's there's a few flashbacks here.
1: Okay, so there's another flashback here now. So we've got Ryo has a flashback as of his father, Imaguchi-san, Master Chen, Guizang Hanhui, and shu ending on the line to clear his mind and become free of distraction. So this is the one I was just talking about. Sorry, this is the one I meant, where all of these teachings of kind of like, he actually sh- shuts his eyes, do not he, for this moment? yeah so rio attacks donu's ankle to free himself from the floor and gets back to his feet and rio then closes his eyes and appears to slow his breathing a technique zoo recognizes rio blocks a killing blow by donu his eyes spring open and he leaps into a flying axe kick swallowed die from above which was fucking insane one to actually oh, thinking he about.
2: Absolutely, like jumped up on i his loved arm. it
1: yeah and it's he... like it's proper him. anime scene but it's yeah. like he's he does like a double jump Runs up Donu's face almost and like comes down with a, a swallow dive kick. Yeah, and really cool actually. It reminded me of something at the time. I can't, I, can't, I can't think what I was thinking of, but like, uh, you know, something you wouldn't expect to see in Shenmue anyway.
2: It's very like Dragon Ball Z almost, it,
1: it's crazy. Yeah, it was. I, I don't know what I was thinking of at the time. I just, he just sw- swept into the air, didn't he? And, I don't know if it's like near or something. I'm thinking of near yeah. Automata or something.
2: Quality, absolute <laughs> the quality, jump
1: kick thing. So meanwhile, Ren's finished off the black suits, and in the Japanese dub, uses the "Your ten years too early" line that Virtual Fighters Akira is known for. Ah,
2: is it? Uh, he does say something that. like that. Yeah, he does okay. say something in, in that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a very
1: interesting point that Han has written down here. Um, so if anyone knows that sort of connection, there you go. That's pretty cool. So Donu rushes Ryo, who channels all his force into deflecting Donu's blows until finally pulling him off balance to land a crushing blow with the counter elbow assault. So it's really cool actually. You hear these slapping noises. He slaps his arm to there, slaps his arm over there. Donus physically like worried, and then suddenly he gets a massive elbow in his arm his in the side of his hip there, leaves a massive dent. It reminded me, I don't know if anyone any of the listeners out there have ever seen a movie called Riccio, very gory. <laughs> There's like a fat guy in that, where he just punches a hole straight into his stomach and like Aww. blood's pouring out and everything, and guts go flying and stuff. That he, he leaves like a bit of a, a hole into Donu here and uh, I think I don't know if Donu's sustained major injuries there he that he must needs have. to
2: <laughs> like I mean, I'm sure actually <laughs> yeah. in 3. internal bleeding. I'm sure somewhere in Shenmue 3, I think in Chai's room, there's like a newspaper article. It does mention that Dolnir was taken out by Rio and injured quite severely. Really? It doesn't kill it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'd have to check it again. But I'm That's sure really I read
1: cool, I don't think I've ever seen that. So
2: that well, I, I never would...
1: put two and two together. So if, I, I...
2: if I've got a save near it, I'll yeah. um, I'll try and get some footage for the video.
1: I'd like to see that. Yeah, I I, I I mean I've seen like magazines and stuff in Shimmer Three, but I don't remember like a, a news article that mentions Donu.
2: I will check. It's it pretty to make cool sure Easter I'll, egg. I read it. I read it somewhere, and then I was mm. like, "Yeah, it does make sense." And then, but I could okay. be completely wrong and made this all up on the spot. And sorry. No, I
1: like that. If that's that's true, hope hopefully you can find that. So. Donu goes down like a sack of potatoes and Rio looks to the skies and sees the observing Landy fly away on the chopper. And then you can take over if you want,
2: Matt. Yes. So we then have the scene in Ren's hideout here. So everybody, including um, Zhu Quinn or Zhang, as we as we know him as, gathered at Ren's hideout. Zhu has been told about a wow and Landy and obviously a wow being killed. He, de- he details that Landy is Long Zhong Zhao, which we obviously know from, from the games, and he thought Wow had killed um, his father, uh, Zung Ming Zhao, and is there, therefore seeking revenge. Uh, we see the flashbacks to the Willing Shoe and, and Landy talking to Wow. However, Zhu can't actually confirm Landy's assumption at this point. He doesn't know, which is similar in the games that he doesn't really know what's happened. Ren asks about the mirror. And Ren gives it to Zhu, who knows it, saying it belonged to Zungming. Ming. He said, pair with the dragon mirror, it forms a key. And we see the illustrations of the mirrors and a yellow banner with the blue dragon reaching for a red bull. Uh, he says it unlo- unlocks a treasure. And Ren gets all excited about this, and Joy and Wong are less impressed. Now, this is sort of where they retconned a little bit here with the whole smoke and the mirror thing with the lights and everything that Zoo does in Ren's hideout in the games. I was a little disappointed they didn't do it.
1: Yeah, me too, mate, because I don't know. Like you said, it could be a flashback or something. I mean, if you think about some of the stuff they're skipping here, if they are saving it for a season two, then that makes sense. But going in blind, not knowing if there's ever going to be a season two, where we're at, what they've used or what they've they've told in this particular episode is a little bit disappointing in some aspects because like I say if, if they do do it in season two then that's great and yeah you know, you've got smart writing there to save this sort of stuff to season two but that scene is pretty iconic to me that's like that's something that's yeah, yeah. like it's I love the mysticism in Shamu 2 I love because in Shemu 1 it's very down to earth very it's, know, it's very reality. grounded, isn't B- it? Very grounded. The only little inkling you get of any sort of magic or any, any mysterious nature is that line from Master Chen that says Chiyu will resurrect himself on Earth or whatever, yeah. But in Shenmue 2, it takes it that upper notch where you, you do start to see these things unfold. You start to see the, the smoke and mirrors things, the very first thing I think you see that's like, you know, what's going on? You know, this is crazy. So if anyone's coming from the anime side of things that hasn't played the games, basically in this scene, Yuanda Zhu's got the phoenix mirror out on the table. Yeah. He gets Wong to turn the lights off in the room and he gets his pipe out, starts lighting it and smoking it, and he actually blows smoke above the mirror and mm-hmm. it just suddenly starts showing these these little dots, basically floating, floating lights coming out of the mirror. And what they end up being are the constellation of... Is it the Big Dipper is it the one, map?
2: Yeah, it's the Big Dipper and then obviously the, drag, the, the the dragon's the other side of it.
1: Yeah, okay. So basically what happens are these, these lights coming off the mirror, which are in the formation of the Big Dipper, so they're the, like the stars. And a heavy emphasis on stars if um, you try and find these hidden scenes in Shemmy 1 where they're talking about the mirrors. These are the good scene, actually, in the china shop where she shows the picture to rio of the star formation of the big dipper um there's that scene on the rooftop i think we even had it in the anime series where they're looking up at the stars and there's the big dipper in the sky rio and, and ren you know when they, they broke out the jail or whatever there's also i don't know if it was in the anime map but shen Fa looking up at the stars and it's the big dipper in the sky as well
2: yeah i don't um, recall it. rio
1: has a dream you know, these mm. there's a lot of starry moments anyway. Yeah. And the mirror is like the kind of the context behind the significance of seeing the Big Dipper and I, I forget the name of the other one. It's like Sinopia or something, is it? Some I can't, can't remember. We actually we called. covered
2: it in one episode. We, we did cover that, it in we? one we of the podcast episodes, it.
1: and I forgot about the, the other the other side of the what would be coming out of the dragon, I guess. I think it's the Big Dipper actually that in that rushy china shop scene yes the shape of that is the dragon and the shape of the other constellation that i can't think of right now is the phoenix so the fact that the dragon constellation comes out of the phoenix mirror is pretty cool in a way that it shows like the connection between the dragon and the phoenix mirrors so basically what i'm trying to say or what you you know because you were the one that was brought this up Matt, but. That whole scene being cut is pretty significant. In I don't know, like I say it'll it'll work if they do a flashback to it in season two, but at the moment it's like they've cut that, and that's yeah. A bit
2: it felt odd to cut it because, as you say, it's quite an important part of of everything that came together. I mean, I suppose the thing you've got is the whole Bailey Village stuff is mentioned on the rooftop, which isn't in the game, and it's again mentioned here, but. The way it was, I, I don't know. For me, I think it's it's just an important part of of the mysticism of the of the prophecy and everything else in between it, and all this sort of building around the lore around the the, you know, the guardians of the North Star, and but that's not really talked about too much in the anime. Now, whether that's because it's not particularly relevant to the to the, to the mainline story and they cut it out, possibly, um, but it, obviously in the games we they start talking about how it all links together and the whole Chinese mythology, which we did an episode on. Mm. um i don't know it's a shame i'm not sure why it's one of those changes that i look at and go "Mm, not quite sure why but we yeah we we, if they do a flashback to it all is forgiven basically
1: yeah exactly it's another one of those if that was the only thing in this episode that would have been my five star corpse of this episode (laughs) but Obviously, things change a little bit later on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, Zoo sort of continues to say you can only get the, the, the treasure if you have both mirrors, and Ren is obviously disappointed by it. Uh, Joy reprimands and said the most important thing is to get to the truth of the whale's murder, um, which is a different sort of tone struck as than the games. Zoo then tells Rio to go uh, to Gwilin, where a WOW and Zoom have been trained together, and where you can find Phantom River stone that the mirrors are made of, same as the games. He mentions that the descendants of the craftsmen should still be there. He says that Landy's going there, and then you get the flashback to Landy on the roof. Bailu village, Rio repeats, angry but calm. Ren comments that he didn't touch his plaster this time or his bandage, which is interesting because that's quite symbolic. That's part of his rage, isn't it? But he doesn't touch it here. So I do yeah. wonder if Rio is starting to channel, it, channel that aggression, that anger a little bit. And Zoo tells Rio, which I found this is interesting actually. Zoo tells Rio to keep faith in his father and to pursue the truth. So it's almost like here, Zo's like believing that a oh, wow didn't do anything, but that's not really alluded to in the game. Rio's like father would never kill, but Zo sort of doesn't brush it off. He goes, well, I'd like to think that, but here it's more definitive. He's like, no, he couldn't have done it. He couldn't have done it.
1: Did we we got that with the Kai guy. He said uh, your father would never yeah, kill right next, last episode. So,
2: so after that, we have oddly, at ten minutes in, at this point, the opening credits. Um, yeah, that was strange, wasn't it? <laughs> weird. I'm just going to sort of before I sort of go into the next bits, I'm mean, going. It
1: did work okay, it, though. It was actually. okay.
2: It was fine. I mean, the song's great, so we all we'll let it off. But to the point up to the opening credits, and actually the next few bits I'm going to go through is absolutely spot on. Um, the yeah. opening, yeah, you know, I'd argue is probably some of the best hands down. Wonder it, I'm wondering. I'm thinking
1: now. Do you reckon they did the
2: opening credits here
1: to I to make you? F- Deliberate to make you feel like the next part was like the episode.
2: Yeah, almost like uh this is this part's finished, now we're going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was very deliberate. But just as a sort of a summary point to the to the rooftop fight, um perfect. It's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, there's some changes to it. But the animation, the fight scenes, Land Perfect, so well done. I'd, I'd probably say it's the best scene of the anime bar none. Yeah, superb, yeah, superb. Anyway, on that like highly positive note, we then go to the Hong Kong streets and the Hong Kong skyline. And Rio is leaving. He says goodbye to Joy and Wong, thanking them for the help. And Wong says uh, that Rio will right to Joy, and she agrees. It's the same. It's a scene from Dragon Street at the end in Kowloon. It's just been moved here. We then shoot over to Manmo Temple, um, and we see Fang Mei sweeping the front. and Rio says hello, thanking her for for help and everything. Fang Mei says it means that he's leaving because obviously Rio's got his bag with him. Han Hui sort of turns up asking Rio if he's made sense of the master's teachings. Rio says he's not sure, but he's going to head to Guilin anyway. And Han Hui wishes him some good luck. Fang Mei says she now knows why Han Hui helped Rio. It's because of Zewing. And Han Hui says that she talks too much and Rio thanks them both. Um, <laughs> It's a bit more this like this bit. It's a bit more upbeat than the the, the games yeah. where he leaves, isn't it? Um, it's
1: really good, actually. I- I'm glad they kind of went back and saw some yeah, of these old I characters am. because I-, I was worried that they'd skipped. Yeah, well, they'd not skipped s- as such, but he just kind of went from Hong Kong to Kowloon and then you kind of expected to just kind of just forget about those characters, but for them, for him to go back and, you know, we, we knew, we kind of knew he was going to go back to shoeing or sea shoeing at some point to get the zimming pendant that happens a moment. But I, I didn't, I, I was still a little bit hesitant as whether or not they actually go back and say goodbye to yeah. Mei And, I didn't even expect them to say goodbye to han you know what I mean? But, but they so to did. get that is pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I'm glad they did it because it's, I don't know, it's just one of those Shenmue moments. That I think if you cut something like that out, I think you lose a little bit of the soul of, of the story, in my and view. To be honest,
1: mate, this, this is kind of where I was feeling now, that they were winding the episode down. And I was I was, I was was really, really happy with what they'd done this episode. I mm. was I was thinking, like, they're, they're going to wind things down now. We've had the massive moment there of the Landy fight. And he's just going to go around, he's going to say goodbye to a couple of people, and then, you know, he might start his journey to, to, to Guilin, and then they're going to kind of wrap the episode up. <laughs> Little
2: did we know, but we'll get we'll get there. I think you I'll let, you can take the Guilin section in a minute. <laughs> okay. um, so Rio enters the temple, and he sees Ewing, um, and he states that he's leaving, and Juring says, yeah, it's because you're chasing Landy. Rio denies it, says he's looking for the truth. He doesn't touch his plaster here. But we know, he, I think he's still a bit enraged. I think Zhuing senses it. So Zhuing then gives him the white part of yin-yang jewellery. And we see the flashback to Zhuing and Zhe-ming with the, each with a piece of the jewellery. Zhuing says that she doesn't want Ryo to go down the same path as her brother, consumed by rage, barreling towards his own destruction. Ryo says he actually kind of understands where Ziming was coming from. Um, that he understands it. And he actually thinks deep down that Ewing does too. And I love that Rio says this in the games as well. He turns around and he goes, I know how your brother felt and you too know how he felt. Um, and he says that he won't die and that her brother is alive somewhere too. Again, very much like the games. He thanks her with a bow. As Ewing sort of turns her face and sort of blinks and I know looks a bit forlorn around it. Mm, and this does, it does beg the question, either in a Shenmue 4 or a season 2 or 3 of the anime, because I think Xiuing will return at some point. She will come back. And I just wonder if that's her initial thought of doing so. I got
1: the moment here when he's he's saying this to her, and I know we get it in the game as well, but seeing it emphasised again here, I was like, we're definitely going to see Zemming at some point, and
2: yeah, you
1: know, Shuing's going to have that confrontation with the brother again and, you know, something's happening there in the future. I think even a viewer of the anime can see something like that's unfolding Mm. because she's given him this part of the pendant. It means so much to her that a brother gave her this when he was young or whatever, you know, these these definite fuel for thought there. I think Mm. that something's going to happen in the future, definitely.
2: Definitely. And then the next three scenes round the Hong Kong Kowloon arc off very nicely. We see the Hong Kong tea house, and um, Rio's walking past, you see Gwixang and Jianmin uh watching him pass, having their tea, which I thought was a really nice touch here, actually, because obviously he, in the game you get the option to say goodbye to them when you when you leave for Kowloon. I thought this is a really nice touch. Uh they're having their tea. Um we then cut to the graveyard with a cemetery where Joey's mother is buried, and seeing some lilies, which I think is ironic because the lilies were a wow's favourite flower. Um, she comments that her dad has been visiting and that she should visit him too, which confirms he was alive and obviously not killed in the um, yep. in the bombing of the car.
1: Which we did mention last week, didn't we? We were saying, mm. like, I, I couldn't tell if they were trying to say that both parents had died or she blamed her father for a mother dying, but he could still have died in that car yeah. thing. But yeah, obviously yeah. No, we know he didn't. He, he didn't die, so...
2: And then the final little scene here, and this is brilliant. This is this made me laugh on stream. Uh, Ren meets his gang, who look all confused, and they see Wong, who's selling bananas from a stand. And they say he must have lost his <laughs> marbles. So he's obviously gone on the straight and narrow. But what we do is see... a
1: Super Monkey Ball reference there, marbles and bananas. <laughs>
2: possibly. Uh, but what we do see is mister Daylin. Day-Lin. He's sat trying to buy bananas from yes. Wong. That was such a good Easter egg. Like, perfectly well. Done. I,
1: I, honestly, I felt like I'd seen him... Was it last episode, or there was an episode where I was like, "Is that Dalin?" You know, just as a passing mm. thing, but this is definitely Dalin. And this him.
2: <laughs> and Ren sort of shrugs it all off and says that no one in the city is right in the head. And we see Ren walking at the harbour, so into the distance, says Gwiling, "That that should be fun." And we see a zoom towards the skies where you think the episode would end. But James Brown, it does not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so I'll carry on with this yeah. Gwilin thing, and I'll see if I can take any solace in some of these words here. So <laughs> basically, nice transition there. You you go from Ren looking at the sky, and it sort of pans down to Rio, and you see some of the Gwilin mountain range, actually. It looks really cool. I really appreciate that. I thought that was Yeah, beautiful nice... shot. I was expecting some nice Gwilin vistas, to be honest. Um, which they could be saving for Season 2. But, yeah, so zooming down from the skies, we see Rio and a boat entering Guilin. So you see him arriving on his boat. Very good. Could have been a little bit longer, in yeah. arriving as well, if I had to say anything as well. So he, he's looking at the photo of a wow and summings out, and then we see a landscape shot. So at this point, I was still okay. I was still on board. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised that they are getting to Guilin, and any minute now I was expecting the credits, but no. We see the ying shui river yeah um, it, in fact i think it comes up with like a black screen sort of loading screen sort of thing that says the ying shui river and suddenly it goes from day well light to dark and it starts raining and thundering like we get in the game only you know that that's a little bit away so they've skipped a little bit there not too much not i I, it's, I still wouldn't have been bothered about this point at this point so rio sort of sitting under a tree waiting for the rain to die off but we we see a flashback to a villager.
2: Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This, so, so this works really well, actually. So we see a flashback of a villi- villager saying, you know, go this way to get to Bailu. That would work fine. That's brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, even at the time, I was thinking, like, well, why didn't they just show the villager saying go this way if you want to get to Bailu? But, I mean, it still works as a flashback. It's not a problem. Yeah, But then we see a white goat struggling in the river, and sh- and we see Shenfar jumping in, and Rio follows. So, again, this is fine. Rio jumps into the lake, uh, into the river, sorry. He catches up to them, telling her to let go of the goat. This is happening really rapid. So, I mean, in the game, there's a little bit more time spent on this, but he's literally, as soon as he jumps in, he's at her, telling her to get, let go of the goat. She refuses and he manages to get hold of a branch, pulling them out of the waters and passes out. But I think it's actually Shenfar that kind of like gets out first, right? And then pulls Rio up. It was up.
2: sort of weird, wasn't it? Like, yeah. You know, like, Pulled her out, and then she pulled him out. It was odd because obviously in the game he saves them, the goat runs off, and everybody. In the happy. game,
1: actually, they're both kind of unconscious, and they they wake up at the side of the lake, yeah. don't they? By yeah, the side yeah. of the river, and um, and then obviously they start this epic two day travel. But what happens in the anime? It, I'm still gutted about it now, to be honest, because just to give a bit of context to listeners here, I mean after Shemy one, which is my favourite. Part of the Shenmue series, the Guilin section of Shenmue Two is my absolute favorite because I just love the interactions between Rio and Shemphar. I love the journey, I love the scenery, I love the music, I just love the environment. I love the conversation they have; they go into so much deep conversation, and it kind of what builds them as people and their friendship, and then potential kind of like relationship, love interest. I mean. I don't know going into Shemu Three. I don't know if that's where they're heading, but at Shemu Two, there is certain things that happen where you could see a bit of like a, a relationship bonding, like that kind of thing. But all that's just skipped, and we're in 4's house, and we see the Shemu tree and a Wow standing in front of it, which is pretty cool. I did like this. I was trying to work out whether the kind of like hinting that that like perhaps a Wow at some point had literally stood by this tree.
2: It's interesting, isn't it?
1: Or they're kinda of like comparing it to the the one that's outside the Hazuki dojo do not I d I I don't I don't know if they are kinda of like merging the two trees there. Which again they could be doing that. It's like some sort of like how these trees are connected. But obviously the view of the anime, if they've not played the game, she wouldn't even be thinking or having these questions. But Rio reflects on what he was lacking. He's been searching for what he was been he's he's been lacking the whole time. Is that just because he was just he's just waking up from a dream or something was it? I yeah,
2: like he's he's he, yeah, it's exactly, he's exactly waking up from a sort of a random dream sequence and okay, sort of playing on like him still lacking, but he's obviously not quite understood as to what he's lacking.
1: Right. Okay. I'm, I'm seeing now. Yeah, he, he wakes up in a minute. So petals are flowing around a while, and Rio says that'll keep going, and it wows. Expression softens. So Rio awakens up in his room, and Shenfoa thanks him and introduces herself. So they've kind of taken this moment as like the first sort of interaction between Rio and Shenfor. I mean, I'd have to watch it back, mate. At the time, it felt like, what are they doing? Why have they skipped so much? I was really disappointed. But I mean, if I watch it back and it works, which I mean, reading these notes, it sounds like it could work if she's introducing himself here. I just my my mind just just shut down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when it skipped here and I I don't know, it's it's hard to express. But
2: I mean, I'll pick it up in a in a minute when we finish sort of going through the scenes. Yeah, I think It's yeah. probably a wider discussion of, of all yeah. the scenes. But even for me, as somebody who was more okay with it. It did feel rushed. Like, there's no getting around that, even for me.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So, Rio, oh, so oh, I think actually Shenfo says they're already in Bailu Village, is not she? Because I think Rio questions where they are, and Shenfo says we're in Bailu Village. So, Rio hears this, runs straight out the door, yeah. and he sees the Shenmue tree right in front of him, which is, you know, which it is right outside the door. And briefly, a while standing in front of it, so again that was me thinking is this a premonition is this Mm. has he seen a wow literally standing there because he was perhaps 20 years ago or is it just like he's just he sees a a shamu tree a cherry tree and he's he just reminds him of the one from home perhaps so Shenfor tells him about the tree how it blooms um which I, i honestly cannot even remember that that happened Um, So, again, I'm going to have to go back and watch this episode again. But we see flashbacks to her as a child being cradled under the tree using the swing. She says that she's named after the flowers, which, I mean, again, reading that that is in this episode. Okay, fair enough. I mean, at the time, I felt like they just brushed over all of that. The flashback felt like it was like five seconds, whereas in the game, obviously, you get the whole sort of scene and you kind of get the context that she's got a parent somewhere. And this guy is her stepfather, or, or you know, mm. someone that's kind of adopted her because I, th- I think she says her par- she lost her parents when she was really young, um, so she never actually knew who they were. In the game, this is so seeing that scene where they're cradling her, swinging her, you know, they really loved her at some point, and something must have tragically happened to them that kind of put her in the possession of Mister One that. We've seen, actually, in the anime, which is cool, um, you Mm. you do get a bit of context there, which is is good. They fleshed out his character a little bit, and his sort of interaction with his... um, I'm doing like the kind of quotation, colon, two thing of things here, daughter. (laughs) It's not really his daughter, but you know what I mean. He he treats her as his daughter. So they go back inside the house, and Ryo asks if she lives there alone. She says that she lives with her father, but her mother has gone. So, again... Uh, she's treating Mr. Yuan as her father, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Rio then suddenly sees the diagram of the two mirrors. So, you know, the one from the last episode where Shenfor spotted it and she was like, this is kind of thing. And we were questioning that last week, weren't we, Matt? But we were. Rio's seen it now. Again, they've skipped over a little thing, a few little things there, but it's okay because it's they're already in the house. So, you know, that is the next logical moment story-wise. So Rio asks Shenfor about them. And at the same time, he takes out the phoenix mirror and places it on the illustration, and this kind of shows you. Is this where he did the phoenix, and it was like flag flapping? Yeah, and
2: they sort of moved. Was moved, that they, the? They did the. Um, I'm trying Was to that the
1: Yowandezu thing? That was, was the that thing
2: the fla- but here. They did like a very similar scene to the game where the mirror and the diagram meet.
1: Okay, like I say, man, it was all a blur because <laughs> at the time I was just so disappointed. I just couldn't. I was just. I just felt like I was just watching. It was just weird. I, I, it's it's hard to explain, and and not kind of like doing a disservice to the anime or anything, because the whole series has been unbelievable. But just this, this the Guilin's thing just means so much to me, and I, I was just a bit. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I think I think as well. Like this is interesting. I'm sort of jumping on your point here a little bit before we get yeah. to the last scene. But she, yeah, when Shenhua talks about being made of Phantom River Stone, um, she tells the legend of the village that the emperor had ordered the mirrors made, but disputes about its ownership due to the hidden powers ensued, and many lost their lives. Which is interesting. That's touching on Shenmue Three. Okay, that bit there. And then I
1: didn't, I didn't honestly didn't even take that in. So and, that's cool. And
2: I do remember it. And then, then she says, "Well, my father might know more." And then Maria well, goes, "Can I meet him?" And that—that's sort of then when we end up at the next scene.
1: Right. Okay. So do you want me to finish this off, then, Matt?
2: Yeah. Go on. Finish squealing.
1: Okay. So we then jump straight to the stone pit. Um, While well, we've got the path leading to it, at least, and then the entrance, and then inside, Shenfar and Rio have the torches. Shenfar comments that the door's been ajar, which never happens, and something is off. Inside, we see stone formations and waterfalls, and then Rio calls to her. they find a letter. We see the Sword of the Seven Stars, which is like like the dagger, like it is in Shenmue 3, so I suppose that's kind of consistent with Shenmue 3, at least, and the Shemu theme start plane, I believe.
2: It does, um, yes. It
1: says Urhu, but I think that's the Shemu's theme right? As in the game, the letter's read out. Her father says that their family his family's life work is done. The village law has spoken of this day and Shenmue is to take Rio, the one with the phoenix, through a trial of proof and then trust herself to him. And then we see them walking. We see a waterfall. Her father's saying she's to keep the sword by his side and think of him as it, that he is watching over her forever. So that's pretty cool that they're not erasing the sword sort of aspect no, out of it. No,
2: they, they've just sort of retconned the mysticism and the, the floating the, bit Yeah, the floating bit and the He-Man sized sword. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so they get to the pillar and place the mirror into it. The light emerges and the torches are lit, kind of similar to the very first scene of the anime and the first scene of Shami 3 where the, the mirrors are up on the wall, they're all lit up, and Rio and Shenmue stand in front of them at the well, at the end of shemo 2 as well of course and we see a flashback to a wow petals he says rio and rio responds with father so it's keeping that theme alive there that this is still part of rio's journey him to find the truth about his father or whatever and then shemfar recites the poem we see illustrations flashbacks to all the characters rio's met during his journey and it ends with a Wow and some Ming outside rio and shemfar are standing on the cliff the eagle soaring past them. So there was an eagle in this as well, was there?
2: There was, yeah. <laughs> I
1: missed that. Okay, and they look at each other and then up towards the sky with a lone star shining. The merging of the dragon and the phoenix. So, I mean, reading that, it sounds perfect. I but think at it... the time, it, 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 it felt so rushed I mean I I don't know I mean all of that happened in about four minutes didn't it it was
2: yeah and I think that's the biggest criticism I would have of it is it was too fast I mean I will be open and transparent I think it took you by surprise and I I know we were talking pre-stream and I had a theory around how they were going to do this and I thought we'd get to the end and I remember us talking last week
1: I even I, I even thought they'd get to the end you know I just thought they felt like they were going that way and I've said it in the past I think it works in terms of Marketing towards a Shemu 3. People can yeah. now go from this anime if they were interested. They know most people are probably like, oh, you know, I fancy playing the games here. What what, what follows on from this? You know, Shemu 3 follows perfectly on from this because that picks up from where this is leaving. Mm-hmm. So, any listeners out there that haven't played the games, basically, if you've watched the series all the way to the end here, you could literally go pick up Shemu 3 from Steam, go buy it for the PS4, PS5, and you're going to continue the story basically in yeah, Shimmer 3 which is great which is amazing
2: I think um, you, you've openly said this is your favorite section of the game and in chat I could see there was a there was literally a divide in chat between I think people who could understand what had happened and and obviously people who are, who are incredibly disappointed and it, you know, I could see your disappointment it, I mean and I get it. I do get it because I think there's a lot there. There's some of the good, you know, some really beautiful scenes in, in the end of Shenmue 2 in terms of walking to the Bailu village. You've got the cave scene. You've got the talk about Rio's friends. You've got the talk about um, all sorts of other bits and pieces. You've got Shenfa singing. You've got Ryo doing Tai Chi on the on the cliff top. And then you've got sort of all the talk around the stuff in the house as well. And even like with the um, the flashback with Shenhua's parents in the game, that's set in a different place. It's blatantly obvious it's not Bailu Village, but here it's left open to the imagination, which I thought was a bit odd.
1: Well, there's a few, a few actually. Isn't there? There's the, that one where she is, looks like she's in Bailu Village being swung on the swing. Mm. And then there's one a little bit later um, where there's like the ornate Chinese sort of, Temple behind them, isn't there? And yeah, I think that's the one where the naming her, actually, isn't it? They name it. They're going to name a Shenfar after the.
2: So, uh, it's very difficult how they've done this. I think they. I was the fact they've done the whole of Shenmue one and two is is mental for thirteen episodes. I think they've obviously made a decision on this. If they get a season two, it is is in my mind that they'll, they'll fill fill in all this stuff because it is about Rio. Shenmue's relationship and all the pre-stuff may have helped. As a game fan of Shenmue, I, I I think we needed one more episode. Really give us some nice, those guilin moments that we wanted. Speaking to my wife, who is a massive anime fan, interestingly, she thought it was perfectly well done because she thought this is going to set up season two.
1: That is interesting, isn't it? Which, I mean, contextually I agree with. I think if they do have the means to make a, a season two. I know Jason DeMarco will speak about it a little bit later in the news section. He's openly trying to request people to like kinda of push for a season two. Whether or not he secretly knows deep down they've got a season two planned, and that's possibly why there's bits and pieces that feel like they're missing to Shimmy fans now that you know they can kinda of use to add a bit more story elements, a bit more stuff into the Shaman 3 stuff that we know from the game, the story aspects of the game were kind of lacking. So perhaps they're saving a few things here that they kind of can flesh out some stuff in the Shaman 3 portion of the anime, which then at that point you're, like, you're laughing, you're kind of like, oh, okay, it all makes sense now. They've got amazing writers. To save some of these scenes and stuff and kind of rejig them back into a few episodes of the start of season two or whatever, could be a, a stroke of genius but as it stands at the moment on whether or not we're ever going to get a season two you know you it's funny in a way isn't it mate you've hmm. kind of they're in the same place where we were 18 years ago or 19 years whatever it is now yeah where we yeah, got to yeah, the yeah. end of shimu 2 in the cave and we were never ever sure whether or not we were going to you know at the time we felt like oh shimu 3 is going to be a couple of years away and then it wasn't, and then it, you know keeps going on and on and on, and you know suddenly 15 years later they announce it. So to do the same sort of thing again with the anime, if you're an anime fan and you sat there like, oh, you know, Shemu that season two of the anime is going to come out in a couple of years time, and for all they know it could be another 15, you know, <laughs> that could be their 15 year wait. It Could I mean? <laughs> and then I don't know what my point there is. Like if the if they are same stuff for season two, perfect. If there is a season two. If they're into season two, then I'm disappointed like I'm disappointed now that in the anime adaptation, they chose to skip over stuff that I think is valuable. I mean, in Shenmue 2, okay, I I feel like that Gwilin segment is beautifully paced. I think it it was risky for a video game, actually, to end on this two-hour conversation, (laughs) basically. Because that's what it is. It's like a two-hour conversation, but to me, at the time, that was like that was gold. That was that was like because if if you're invested enough to get to that moment, you've played through like all the Shemu One, all Shemu Two, virtually. This Shem Four character's kind of like been a mystery throughout the whole series. You keep seeing her popping up in your dreams. Um I'm trying to think actually if you see her at all in Shemu Two until you actually see her, you see her in the prologue. But I'm not sure if you see her in any. I don't think Rio has dreams really in Shemu Two, does he? That I'm thinking no, of.
2: No, not that I remember.
1: So seeing her in Shemu Two, you've kind of almost forgotten about her, and it it just it's it's perfect the reintroduction of her character because like like I say, you've forgotten about her, and then suddenly it's that girl that you 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 remember from Shemu One, <laughs> almost yeah. actually. You know, it's Shemu One where you've seen you've seen her. And it's like the end of Shamu 2 where you're actually seeing her in person, and then you go on this journey. You're asking her all all these questions. You're asking about her past, her family. She asks you about your family. You you, you see stuff in this person that flips the game on its head, really. Like up, like I said previously, up until this point, you know, apart from a couple of things like the Chi monster thing mentioned, Master Chen the lights above the mirror with the smoke thing those are the only kind of magicky mysticism elements you see but when you meet chenfo she starts lifting dandelions up with yeah, her right. head you know she closes her eyes dandelions go flying the 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 floating sword thing you know she basically does all that sort of stuff she she touches rio and sparks go flying and you know what i mean these there's stuff there that's like it's just crazy to see that sort of stuff she flips the series on its head so that's that's why i i, I, I love that part of Shemi 2 so much and I, I, I was a little bit disappointed that they, they just kind of brushed over it in, in the anime year
2: yeah yeah I, I get I get it and I think I would be more annoyed if we don't get a season two or they don't go into this stuff in season 2 in the season 2 then yeah. then i think it will resonate more with me i think the biggest thing yeah. i have with with greenlin is i d- it didn't resonate with me until i was a bit older i never really got it until i was in my early 20s so it's probably one of those sections of the game which i do think is very daring and very good and i love the conversations and i love some of the scenes there but compared to the rooftop for me which is like the ultimate in gaming yeah it's it doesn't bear the, the, the same feeling that it does for you. Well would it be fair to say then
1: the Gwilin portion in the game at least is where fans have got the most questions about the entire story.
2: yeah because yeah, everything yeah, yeah.
1: up until that point and even in the anime has been answered. You know what like you're saying the, the the rooftop fight, everything that's happened prior to that point you've got an answer for perhaps maybe the only thing there is the zimming tie.
2: Yeah, how how yeah, yeah.
1: he's incorporated in the story, but everything else after that, it really makes you question the the story of the game. Are you got your, your your questions about the mirrors, um, about Chempour, her past, her, her real parents? You know all that sort of information there. I mean, so much so when we did that story episode thing that we wanted to talk about, we were bloody questioning like, how is it possible that she's only like sixteen, and yet. We see her in this cutscene flashback, where her, her parents are supposed to be from like 1910 or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's like these 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 questions and things there that don't make sense, going off the anime we've only had in the game.
2: Yeah, and, and I think that it's almost. I think the anime has given it a more definitive closure, hasn't it? It's left it on the prophecy. It's left it on yeah. the cave. Yeah. But like, all those questions that get raised all through the, the Gwielin section, all about her powers all around yeah. uh, Lu Yang, for example. From what
1: you're saying there, the anime is more ra- well-rounded.
2: Yeah. It I ties think... a lot of
1: the strings. Yeah. And then moving into a season two, it can pick up and re-add questions. At the end of Shenmue 2, we had so many questions... That's why, in a, in a sense, Shaman 3 was so disappointing that it, it didn't answer so many of these questions in the story department.
2: I mean, they, they went a bit mental, didn't they? I think partly because yeah. they knew they weren't going to get a third game on the Dreamcast and they just went for it, didn't they? And, and that was the end of it. Whereas I think here with the anime, yes, like I, 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 I don't, disagree mm. i do think it was very very quick but they've answered a lot of the questions around a lot of the story stuff off in terms of the wound in terms of rio getting hold of landy and not being good enough in terms of rio starting to dissipate his revenge and they haven't really gone into shen far only that she's there in Bailey village with some of, and then some of those scenes are beautiful they're brilliant brilliant yeah. scenes and i i love the anime for that i think there's some really good stuff but they've left it at a point where they've sort of gone they've drawn a line under it and gone season one is done Season two is now X, Y, and Z, and I think you're. I think I agree with that point. I think for me, it's rounded things off enough that they can then pick it up immediately and go with it. Whether we get a season two or not is a question well, for me. Now we'll,
1: it kind of wants me to get a season two more because I want them to like fix some of these things that have kind of left me wanting more and. Feeling a little bit disappointed yeah. about yeah, like yeah. the ending there. If they can, if they can pick up a season two, I'm all for it because it, it could reintroduce some of these things that I'm disappointed about and ultimately set me back into my ways. And <laughs> on yeah. a good note, yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's a risk, isn't it? Season two, as to how far it's going to go. As I was saying on stream as well. Like we haven't got Shenmue four yet, and that's not confirmed. So, and if if the game isn't looking likely, do they commission a season two? And go into three and four how do they handle all of that together does mm. it go past the source material yeah, does yeah, it give yeah. them i think shenry 3 gives the anime team license to do those things and fill those gaps in because obviously you've got the mainline story in shenry 3 but you know there's not a huge amount around it in terms of the character development and the other bits and pieces so i think the anime team can use that to their advantage and fill those gaps in as long as it's done very well uh, and it, and it does fill those gaps in and it does give i think people like yourself that closure who 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 want that closure and i get it
1: just a quick question mark do you, yeah. could you see them getting a bigger budget for second season i could because i
2: think it's been now a, they know it
1: it's been successful it's like. been a
2: rip roaring success it's trended every week on twitter it's led the tsunami block jason demarco wants to do it crunchy have obviously put some money into this hence why we've got to be harassing them which we'll talk about later of course yeah, yeah yeah but i think to round round us off certainly this portion of the podcast i think the anime is is been nothing but brilliant to the to the franchise we obviously will talk about our final views in, an, in a separate episode but it's been you know it's nine out of ten there are some issues i have with it in terms of the the um five-stars court building a, mm-hmm. and room and, and the Master Bayou fighting yourself for the for the, for the Lin section. But if you just said to me at the start of this, you're going to get a 9 out of 10 anime, people are going to want to play the games, people are going to be excited around Shenmue again, I wouldn't have believed you. But the fact that we are now in a position where the franchise is may not have broke the mainstream, but it's a darn sight closer to doing it than it was. And people are wanting to play the games, wanting to get involved with the franchise, wanting to get involved with the community. We're in the best place we've been in years, years and years and we've and got years.
1: news coming out of our arse at the moment. It's, and we have,
2: which we'll, which it we'll just cover. It
1: feels like it's non-stop. Yeah. So I, I think this has been a blessing, an absolute blessing, yeah, this anime so series, because not only has it introduced, like you say, new fans to the series who you've seen picking up the original games, picking up Shenmue 3 or whatever, they could, well they could definitely pick up Shenmue 3 now and continue and get to that stage where we all are for Shenmue 4 and I just think it's, uh, I don't know, match made, made in heaven really like intertwined, it's just worked really well for people catching up to the series that perhaps have never heard of the games, perhaps never heard of the series and perhaps don't want to sit through two whole games or whatever, I don't know, or
2: Yeah. Um, especially say, ones
1: from like 1999.
2: If you want to flip it on its head <clears> though, um the people who do pick up the games are gonna get all this wonderful stuff that we've talked about that isn't in the and anime. More. And and <laughs> yeah. more besides. So yeah. it works both ways. If people pick does, up Shenmue 3 yeah. and Carry on, great. If they go sod it, I'm gonna start from the beginning, great, you know, more the merrier, get involved, get just do you know what? And this this goes for the community as well. This is this is the, the opportunity. This is it, and we have to take advantage of this. We have to jump on this. We have to make sure that this anime gets its merchandise. It gets its second season, and it all pushes towards more Shenmue, which was what we all want.
1: Exactly, and why wouldn't you? while it's absolutely buzzing at the moment. It's just just lap white it hot.
2: <laughs> it's white hot at the moment. Yeah,
1: yeah, great stuff. Well. I think it's only fitting that we wrap up our final episode discussion with the ending theme to the anime series. So this is Sympathy by Narudora and we'll be back in a moment with some more news and other stuff. So join us in a few seconds. that was Sympathy by Narodora. I <laughs> can't say it Um okay so Matt, seen as though we don't have a next episode preview this week um, ultimately the series has finished so I wanted to instead quickly just speak about the series as a whole I think my personal fondest moment was probably episode 6 stepping off the boat seeing how fresh the anime made Shenmue 2's world feel I think You know, while they smashed out the park with the first five episodes of Shemu 1's adaptation, I love the characters there, and Nozomi kind of ended up being a bit of a highlight for me, but entering the unknown waters of Shemu 2, wasn't quite sure how they were going to pull it off. I think I was most excited for this half of the series, as it were, and I think episode 6 was probably the standout episode for myself, followed closely by episode 10, Comeback, which... Apart from the last minute, the the five stars st- stuff that we we spoken about, I think that episode was incredible, really, and um, I love seeing Shemphor's father. It gave me chills seeing you know this moment that felt like back in two thousand and one. It was like the final interaction between Shemphor and her father. Obviously, he, he, he pops up again in Shemmy three spoilers, <laughs> but seeing that kind of moment there from the past that I never expected to see in the anime and other little bits of Bailu Village here and there and earlier episodes, that that was gold for me. That was just incredible stuff. So, Matt, I, I want to ask, what are your notable fondest memories that you can remember of from the series as a whole?
2: Wow. I mean, straight up, the Bailu Village stuff is fantastic. Um, Sort of seeing Shen Fa with, with her goat going around the village, interacting with the villagers, seeing like people like Elder Yeah and, and all the other people in the village from Shenmue 3, I thought was fantastic seeing those. Those guys get a bit of bit of respect um, in terms of the Shenmue 3 content. Um, I'm all for that. Uh, The scene with her father going off to the cave was epic. Absolutely epic. Yeah, that that could have been in the game. It was that good. It was it was really, really good. I think like you, episode six is definitely my favourite. I don't know, that still stands out for me as, as an amazing episode. Ten, yeah. I I was loving ten up until the last minute, like you. <laughs> yeah.
1: We kind of we share a lot of th- things, don't we? I think like the Baihu stuff,
2: yeah, that was
1: okay with me. That really irked you, yeah. Um, the Guilan stuff irked me like that. That last episode yeah. stuff, but wasn't too bad with you, kind of thing. I think it's everything else we've kind of agreed on which is um...
2: broadly speaking it's a compliment to the anime and 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 the skill uh, the, the care the attention that's gone into the source material let's also not forget we've had some fantastic characterization of the side characters and and some of their motivations like Joy uh, like Ren like Wong Jewing, even Nozomi getting involved getting captured before the you know, the whole Mad Angels thing I, I, in actual fact, I think the anime has excelled at that point in giving those other characters more, giving them more character, giving them more to do, giving them more in the story. Because obviously the game's from Rio's perspective, so it's it's a little harder to sort of jump scenes and do this, that, and the other. But the anime has done that and done it well. I think it's respected the game source material beautifully. I really do. I think the changes on the whole that they've made make sense. Um, with one or two as we've just talked about where we you know sort of raise an eyebrow here or there yeah and I'll be very very interested as to how they pick up Shenmue 3's element of this and potentially Shenmue 4 depending on what happens going forward because they've then got the challenge of the blank canvas and I think we'll see really how good they are then and if it's anything like the season one if it's anything like a season one man I think We'll be in for an absolute treat with the season two. Should we get it, and I, I'm hopeful. I think we're in a really good position to get it. I think the numbers speak for themselves. We just need to make sure that we get it now and and and, and hammer that home.
1: Yeah, definitely. And the fact that they're carrying on broadcasting it, even I think yeah. it's a little bit later in the in the, the yeah. schedule, but they've decided to kind of just keep rerun it, broadcasting rerun yeah. it. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. So that's
1: testament as well that it must have done fairly well. that' still confident that. It's going to pull some viewership.
2: It's mad, (laughs) Um, isn't it? It's not even
1: like the last thing. It's like this stuff that comes after as well. I think it's at 3am or something. Yeah,
2: it's in the middle of the block, which I found really interesting. It's going to take a massive viewer drop off. We know that. Of course it is, because the people who were keen on watching it from the start would have watched it week to week. But then people who were like, oh you know what's this and i might pick it up you might yeah and Watch it a second time yeah exactly exactly. oh yeah you can get it on crunchyroll and watch it in binge or whatever i just it speaks volumes of the confidence in the product if they're rerunning it two weeks after it finishes
1: yeah and the binge aspect of it is what i want to do now i want to go away and watch it all as one complete piece because i think that might even change a couple of my opinions Maybe even like that latter bit there that we I I just had a little bit of a moan about, but I think possibly seeing that now, having the context of what happens, knowing how they tackled it, it just might open me a little bit more to like it it feeling unexpected because at the time it it just surprised me how it happened. It felt like they were rounding things off, and then suddenly they've crammed Mm. this massive chunk of a game that I love into like five minutes, which. You know, obviously, is disappointing, but seeing it again, it might change my opinion somewhat on that. I, I don't know. I'd like to see. I'd like to sit down if I've got like four hours spare, however long the whole thing is, and just just nail them. Just go through yeah. all, all thirteen in one sitting, and just see how I feel after yeah, that. Yeah,
2: why not? Why the hell?
1: I not? I, I think that will be. I think that'd be fun for one, but I think it'll be um, enjoyable as well. I think because obviously we've been having to wait week by week for the next yeah. one. Mm. So just having that that beauty aspect of being able to just catch them all in one chunk could be pretty cool, I think.
2: Yeah, I do.
1: Cool, cool. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on the anime series now that it's over. Tweet at us, leave a post on the forums, wherever you want to contact us, make sure you do. Obviously, now you can sit back and see the, the series as a whole and maybe watch them all through in one sitting. So we'd love to hear what you think, guys. But right, so... I'm personally relieved that this is the final time I'm going to have to endure coming up with lyrics to a full song (laughs) within a few days of each week. But yeah, thanks so much for all the kind words for all of the songs I've done over the last 13 weeks. Honestly, didn't expect this to become a segment quite like this. It was literally rhyming words, poems for the first three shows and then... (laughs) (laughs) I I did a song, I think, and then it just carried on from there and I got positive feedback on it. So it kind of felt like a backward step to not do music stuff. (laughs) So I hope you've been enjoying them all. Perhaps when I've got a bit of time, I'd like to make a few more, round up all the ones I've done on the shows, maybe put them together as a bit of a, like a free album on YouTube or something.
2: Yeah, <laughs> do it.
1: I've got a title for it. Actually. I'm, I, I'd call it now. That's what I call Jim's poetry corner.
2: 2022,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the now albums. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, That'd be quite I funny. That'd be funny.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to knock up some music videos too. It's just a fact of time, really. But Matt, let's get into today's. I'm going to have to send you the link. One moment.
2: Okay. Yep.
1: All right, dude. Let's get it done. Yep. Yeah?
2: Let's crack through it.
1: Right.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah,
3: I'm gonna get revenge ah, for once in my life. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna smash his face and gonna make him cry. <clears throat> As I, I turned up the collar on, I'm a favorite of Lever Court. This snow is a blow in my eyes. I see the kids in the street uh, collecting capsule treats. Who am I to be blind pretending not to get wine drinks? A sailor's disregard A broken heartbeats bar Cause one man got thrown They followed me over to game you, you know And I showed them where to go That's why I want them to know I'm gonna get landy on the mirror I'm gonna stop the chairman Ain't no lessons gonna be any clearer. If you wanna punch the turd in the face, to take a book of Budgie Quan and get revenge <laughs> Na 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 na. Ho ho! I've been a victim of, of some seedy kind of stuff. It's time that I be utilized. When he entered my home, taking fat and briff stone. Could it be really he defending the Azuki dojo? His cheek was deeply scarred. He broke my father's heart. Now he haunts my dreams. We follow the pen in front from zoo smoky sea. Cause we the place to be. That's why I'm coming landy. I'm gonna get Landy on the mirror Ooh, I'm gonna stop the chairman Ain't no lessons gonna be any clearer If you wanna punch that turd in the face i take a book of budgie Quan and get revenge I'm gonna get Landy on the mirror I'm gonna stop the chairman Ain't no lessons gonna be any clearer if you wanna punch a turd in the face, take a book of Budgie Quine and get free. Bench, I'm gonna get lanty on the mirror. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stop the chain, man. Ain't no lessons gonna be any clearer if you wanna punch a turd. In the face, a so tick a book a budgie quan And get revenge You gotta get a fight so While you got the time Shoe Wings says to polish your Your mind That lane That lane That lane That land, That lane That lane That lane That lane That lane If you wanna punch a turd In the face, to so take a book a budgie quan And get revenge Ooh! Ooh na na na, Ooh na 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 Ooh, na 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 Ooh na. Ooh gonna feel real good yeah 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 na 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 oh, na no. oh, no. <clears throat> I'm gonna get me bench <clears throat> It's gonna feel real good shampoo tree Just to train yourself fucking lard it you got to spar with yourself now. Yeah. Oh! Get free! I gotta get me bench today. Oh! You got to, you got to spar with yourself or book Oh! Yeah! I, you know. Move aside any sand. got oh, God damn.
0: You got, you
3: got Tom's move. Shummo, shummo to Practice yeah. Practice get Practice revenge. Practice and Train Yourself now Ooh, Oh Ooh Ow Yeah. I Gotta Get Revenge Shamu Dimera Chi Yo Man Chi Yo Man Chi Yo Man Cha Yo Get that revenge.
2: Nice, see that.
1: (laughs) I will, um, I'll go back and like add the backing, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Okay, that's that's why I was a bit outlibby at the end.
2: No, it's (laughs) all right. You did quite well, actually. It was all in, um, all in sync as far as I could hear it.
1: That's pretty cool, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Very well done. All of them are very good, actually. Um, fair play for because that must be taking. a have written song lyrics when I was gigging in bands. It took fucking ages to write anything. So Christ, when Honestly, you got to write man. it on a specific topic.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I mean, each week, <laughs> spending a few days trying to come up with lyrics as well. It's tricky. That's an absolute classic. I think that's my second Michael Jackson cover because I did Thriller. If you guys remember yeah. early on. So going out with a bit of an epic one there. And again, rather fitting, kind of, for today. We're getting revenge, going after Landy as such. Um, but uh, Matt, season two of the anime, do you fancy singing a few songs?
2: <laughs> uh, no, because I think I'd deafen people with fucking horrendous voice. I'll get my bass out, shall I? Is that what
1: you did in your band, was it bass? Yeah, it's
2: bassist. So get my bass back out. Have you got out. any
1: music we can listen to anywhere or not?
2: Uh, there is somewhere some on, on YouTube bass. somewhere knocking around um points Mm. if you can find it
1: (laughs) fair enough fair enough so let's crank out the news section matt because we're already coming up to quite a a bit of a hefty show long one we've got some real good news to get through so first up matt if you want to talk us through this jason demarco tweet i think we spoke about it a little bit earlier yes but it's good that people should know this i think moving forward and what the plan is regarding this.
2: This this tweet is is very important for a number of reasons. Number one it's the first sort of public acknowledgement from anybody who's been involved at in a sort of a corporate level with the anime saying it's done really well. And secondly, it talks about how we can get a second season. So Jason DeMarco tweeted overnight uh, while the anime was airing saying, I hope you've enjoyed season one of Shenmue. Obviously there's more story to tell and we hope to tell it. So they want to do a season two. If you want another season, let Crunchyroll know. The show has done well, and we think it deserves a second season. No matter what happens, thanks for watching. So one, it says to me they definitely want to do it. Number two, it begs the question, how much did Crunchyroll put into this in terms of capital or anything of the sort? And it then now feeds in for us into our tweet a um, as everybody knows, we, on the 4th of every month, use the hashtag Let's Get Shenmu 4 to keep the word out there that we want the 4th Shenmue game. With the anime now finishing and us wanting a second season, there will be an added hashtag to the tweetathons a every, every month. And the hashtag will be hashtag anime 2, that's the number 2 at the end of it, to... Partly, I think partly because the character count will be ridiculous. So We said hashtag Shenmue the Animation Season 2. It'd be huge. Get <laughs> Let's done. get
1: Shenmue the Animation Season 2. Yeah, we?
2: it'd be mad, wouldn't it? So that's what it is. Hashtag Shenmue Anime 2 on the 4th of every month. But I'm imploring everybody that if you want a second season, that you tag Crunchyroll in all your posts. Let them know. Flood the timeline with it. Do you want merchandise flood Sega's timeline because they are responsible and hold the merchandise rights?
1: So basically, Sega and Crunchyroll.
2: Yeah, Sega and Crunchyroll. Just tag them in everything about second season for the anime and Shenmue Four, and let's let's get it. Let's get this second season. Let's get Shenmue Four.
1: Okay, man. Fingers crossed. We can do that. And while well, we did it with Shenmue Three, so
2: do it again. That's to
1: say we can't do it again? And hopefully, we're doing it in a sense with Shenmue Four as well. So community speaks, as it were sticking with the anime theme we've been given a couple of brand new Shenmue merchandise items that are crying out for your money I think this is probably the very first piece of real Shenmue the Animation merch that we could all buy worldwide although it is for sale on Japan Post's website who I believe is say like Japan's version of Royal Mail they they cover all of Japan with their, their postal service but basically they've made these set of Shimmy the anime postage stamps. So there's two different sets. They both come framed in a sort of book folder, along with either a set of pins, which is like the first variation. Um, you get real nice, actually. The probably the, the pin set is probably the way to go. It's got mm, it's, it's got both mirrors. It's got forklift. It's got the Shimmer Animation logo and something else. I can't remember. There's there is a fifth one.
2: Uh, I'd have to look. You've got forklift, mm. the mirrors, the Hazuki. Um, tiger.
1: Oh, the tiger. That'll be it then. There we go. Yeah, and the animation logo thing. There is five anyway. And the second set includes a hand towel instead of the pins. So depending on which you prefer, there, whether you want to wipe the sweat off your face from watching a (laughs) a stressful 13 episodes or a a, a banging 13 episode series of uh, the anime there you want to douse yourself down a bit with a hand towel or you'd rather have the pins on your shelf it's entirely up to you and they're both available to buy easily if you live in japan or like i said earlier they do do worldwide shipping the only caveat is that it's through a shipping proxy called buy so i'll link for the the websites and, and the show notes here if you want to go through this and buy these stamps and pins and hand towel or whatever but basically if you click the international purchase button you'll be prompted to make an account with baie i assume i've already got one so yeah i didn't have to make one but i assume it would ask you to make an account and then you can purchase that through them and then the when the items are released japan post will mail them to baie and then baie will let you know that they've got them and then you pay for the international postage and then they'll send them you way basically Mm-hmm. So yeah, some amazing stuff going on there along with the, obviously, the Yucosca event that's happening. I think we've got wave two and three of that still to come yeah, as well. Yeah,
2: coming, aren't they?
1: Yeah. So fingers crossed for other stuff as well in the anime merchandise line, like a soundtrack and a Blu-ray.
2: Oh, come on. Yes, please, please, please give us that. I want those now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, have you got these stamps, By the way, did you pick them up?
2: Yeah, I bought I bought both both bits and pieces. It cost me about sixty quid all in with the buy fee. Obviously, i got to pay for the shipping, but that's for the yeah you know, both sets. It's not too bad actually.
1: Not too bad, yeah. So obviously, it'd be half that price if you got one of the sets or yeah, yeah, here thereabouts. So yeah, check that out, guys. And then literally, as soon as I mentioned this last week, this <laughs> piece of news, we got an update. I knew we would. Limited run. They're now shipping. Or for the most part, they've already shipped the majority of these Shemu 3 complete collector's editions out. So check your emails, check your dispatch information or your tracking or whatever, log into your account and just check the status of yours if you've ordered one of these. And especially for people like me that have ordered a stupid amount of stuff like, um, you know, some of the Shemu 3 records and the CD soundtrack and the empty boxes or whatever. Basically, it's been waiting on this complete collectors edition. So now that's been sent, everything's been sent. So it's going to be a very happy Shenmue three day um coming up eventually soon.
2: Yes. And I will do unboxings of of the um limited run and also the the um the, the stamp set when they arrive.
1: Amazing. Looking forward to that man. Also I'll give a brief mention that the Sega Powered issue three magazines available now you can grab and you can get it pretty much Within a couple of days, if you order it now, I've already got my copy. It's fantastic. It comes with a free Shamu postcard too. Top quality stuff. Me and Matt actually helped to design some of the Shamu stuff that's inside this magazine because there's a massive feature on Shamu. Um, there's a page dedicated to the dojo. Actually, well, me and Matt have got a few words in there. There's a little bit on Shamu World. We wrote the the Shamu facts pages together. the quote like there's some yu suzuki quotes in the middle there so we hand picked them out uh, which was pretty cool to be involved on this sort of project so pick this up if you haven't already guys so next up matt we got a fantastic live stream i think it was it was friday just gone right
2: it was indeed yes (laughs)
1: okay um and obviously that was part of the ongoing Yokosuka events that have i just mentioned previously so this was a stream with ezra yu suzuki Masaya Matsukaze, who's obviously the, the Japanese voice of Ryo Hazuki, and also Yu Kiyozono, who is the anime producer. He's from Telecom Animation Film. So obviously you can expect a lot of questioning regarding the anime in this sort of like a QA. It's well worth a watch, and I think even though it was all in Japanese, I think YouTube's actually picked up the English subtitles now, if you click on the CC button. Um, I oh, don't hold it? me to that, but I believe it has. Someone mentioned that, I think, the other day,
0: Wait for unless they were on about that. something
1: else, but yeah, have a look at that. Uh, hopefully we'll get a translation soon, or at least a summary of some of the stuff that was asked and answered. But the highlight of the stream for myself was that incredible eight minutes of footage of you, Suzuki, oh, and man. Ezra How walking around Abuta Street. That is insane. So they're going into shops, checking out some of the artwork that they put up on some of the shop walls, and obviously some of the merchant items, merchandise items that are available to pick up down there. It's, uh, f- mate, honestly, it's a much watch. And we've actually segmented this chunk of footage out
2: yes, on we have the
1: Shemidojo channel if you want to check that out as well. And, uh, yeah, just uh, incredible stuff. Yu Suzuki Man is so, so humble going into these shops and shaking people's hands and chatting away and whatnot. And, he's, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's crazy thinking, like, that Shemu One's based on that street and he's Aye. going into some of these places and in person and seeing that sort of stuff it's just i I love it
2: i think it was a very very good video i think i know it just it it just felt very Shenmue him walking around going into the shops speaking to the shop owners Uh, i just it just fitted and also i've never done the pilgrimage so for me seeing all of that sort of first hand in some respects really cool i I intend to do it one day but um Mm. i think it's just a really cool good idea um very well put together and we'll see where you know, where it goes going forward with, with the anime and, and all this sort of promotion that's going on in Japan. It, they're obviously heavy, heavily promoting it. The fingers crossed it does as well in Japan as it has done this side of things. So if it does, I think we've got to get a second season.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. It, it, it was heartwarming actually seeing some of the, the shopkeepers and the people spotting Yu Suzuki and, you know, knowing who he is, and I, I'm assuming he's brought quite a bit of business to the their shops as he well has, in, Yeah, in the long term. <laughs> You know they must know who he is and you know what their you know involvement is and that sort of stuff. So next up, Matt. This is another good. You know we've got loads of news this week actually, but this One Ten Industries have um, not announced anything as such yet. We're still hanging on for that, but they have released a Yusuzuki video interview. If you want to talk about this they a little bit, this was good.
2: So this, I mean, I give um, One Ten. A bit of credit first where where it's due here they did they tweeted out about this on friday and saying we're going to release the tgs video and that is the only thing we're going to announce today so instantly have set their their, their stall out which i think considering all the stuff that's been flying around the last few weeks i think it's welcomed by a lot of people so kudos for that um we had a 21 22 minute um interview with yu where he talked about his career he talks about sort of his early days with 3D modeling and actually the, the consoles of today and the power of today. That, for example, when he was making things back in the day, everything had to be square or triangle, whereas now he can actually make circles, which I found quite interesting because obviously technology has moved on a lot. He talks about Shenmue 1. Specifically, there was a question asked about opening drawers, which I found <laughs> yeah, quite funny. wasn't to- it?
1: Um, I Merrick think um, he, he, he said something like some of the stuff he likes to do, he he, he wanted to put in Shemu and then they, they asked him like, so do you like opening drawers? And he laughed. Yeah. yeah, so it
2: was quite, quite good <laughs> yeah. like that. He talked about um, how um, in development they had some of their best ideas when they're out and a few drinks. Which I found really quite funny. They are like half cut when they were making Shenmue, which is one of the best games ever made. So, God had they been sober. Yeah, just <laughs> getting
1: randomers off the street into a minivan.
2: <laughs> oh man, this is even funnier. So, y- use Ziki was driving around and um, getting randomers off the street for like basically NPCs and things for Shenmue, chucking him in like the them in a minivan. Some of them or something. Something, like dude jumps you, chucks you in a van, takes your photo, does your mocap, and chucks you <laughs> out. So. Yeah, it's quite funny. Good interview. Um, the 110 stuff obviously isn't going away at the moment. That's still floating around. And at the end of the day, I think it would be very safe to say they're working with him. Why put this stuff out if they're not? It's then a case. And I think anybody, actually, I would think anybody could draw that conclusion from all the stuff that's been going around. It's just what what they're working on now. And 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 where that takes us, but we shall see.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. And we will be watching the 110 industry socials closely, so keep an eye out for that. If they do make an announcement, we're going to let you know ASAP. But when that is, we're not sure just yet, but keep an eye out on that front. Whilst we don't have a plan to do a weekly stream or show moving forth, we are planning on pushing some shorter videos out to keep you updated with any Shimo news that comes out. And show-wise, we'll still have that show that we keep mentioning we recorded already before the anime series that we're going to push out soon, and we're also in the planning stages of an anime roundtable show too. So if you have found our show from watching anime, you know don't leave just yet, as we have more great content planned on the horizon. But with that all being said, Matt, let's jump into the final forms post segment of the series, and actually. Just realised we're never, ever going to able to round up any forum posts feedback for episode 13. Because <laughs> we always go like a, an episode yeah. before. Unless we find somewhere to do that. But
2: Do it on the round table.
1: Possibly, possibly. But hopefully you've enjoyed it all. So regarding episode 12 guidepost, here are some of the posts we've picked out to read today. So I'll start us off with Kintor, who says, A natural enough conclusion to Joy's arc. Seems the new backstory was to justify how she ended up in the Yellowhead building. Likewise with Wong, some newfound motivation to better himself, to explain why he's risking his life, and again, how he ended up in the Alhead building for the final act. These were never plot holes in the game, but I'm still glad that the anime took the time to elaborate on the side characters. On the flip side, I'm less impressed by what they did with Baihu. The fight was decidedly underwhelming. Clever to tie in the wood, satisfyingly pay off. Yet the character choreography itself was lacking, too short, and you never get a real sense for the unstoppable powerhouse Baihu is in the game. I just hope episode thirteen delivers on a really epic fight to end the series. For now, on a high note, there you
2: go. Ah. I mean it's something I'd agree with with the Baihu fight. I think it's it's actually a yeah. common theme. Looking at it these... is
1: a common theme throughout all these comments. So
2: so here we go. So Daniel Man. The uh, Bayou fight kind of sucked <laughs> compared to the game. There you go. Yeah. Um, that's still one of my favorite fights in the entire series thus far, so it was a bit of a letdown to see it underplayed in the anime, and it's the same for me. I, I kind of like the expansion of Wong and Joy's roles here. Again, it does echo what happened with the Yoko, uh, Yokosuka crew in the first half. I mean, the segment with Wong, with Yu he was pretty much Terry and the forklifts all over again, but it does really play out the idea of keep your friends close. It's been powering the entire series thus far, and I really like it. And finally, the helicopter moment. Had a feeling the episode was going to end with that, and they delivered. Boy, that helicopter moment is still fucking badass. All right, 12 episodes, finale next week. It's been a fun ride.
1: Yes, that helicopter stuff was badass. So, comment from a guy called Sayum, is it? Or Sayum? Not
2: maybe. Sure. I'm not sure. Seum, maybe? Maybe. Mm. <laughs>
1: Besides the Baihu fight, Sai, this was a great episode in my opinion. Chills heading up those final stairs and opening the door to the rooftop and I loved Wong's spiel about Ryo early on. They also did the Wan stuff justice as well, which is nice. Again, Baihu was a pretty big disappointment, but it's still one of those things that has been seemingly sacrificed for more time to develop Rio's friends, backstories and interaction with each other, etc. Which does make for more engaging viewing for a new viewer, I imagine. Some things will just remain perfect in the game form for us, which is fine by me. Overall, I love this week's episode, and I can't wait to see what they what we get from Disc Four. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, also, I agree with uh, another commenter called X pointed. I think way too many yeah. flashbacks that seemed a bit low effect editing wise.
2: Yeah, mm, I mean,
1: possibly. I know what you absolutely. mean. Like just yeah. squares and a mm, flashy image yeah.
2: So the next one is Tarabat. Or tarabt, I can't really pronounce it, but we'll get there eventually. Uh, great episode, and people get uh, getting too caught up in the by being defeated easily. Rio had to learn the way for three episodes, so plenty of backing going into this. I think like I said before. I think the woo was fine. I just would have liked a bit more of a fight, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, they could could have added him getting hit a few times before his first woo flashback, but it was still fine. I enjoyed the comedy. I th- thought the episode was fantastic. It even had a plank scene from the Ghost Hall, build uh, Ghost Building. Great, yeah, fine, no issues fine. with that. All good.
1: Yep. Uh, next commenter is Ian three eight seven. Who says that was fun, but I agree, it lacked the gravity of the yellowhead building set pieces in the games. They mixed up the finale in a similar way to what they did with the Shimu 1 arc, but I enjoyed this one a little more. Shame about the Baihu fight of course is Aura it was so formidable that even newcomers may be confused what the fight was over so soon. I see that they were trying to do, I see what they were trying to do with the wood, but I think it all comes down to budget. The Landing encounter at the end was every bit as menacing as it is in the game, though, and I'm curious to see what they'll do with it in the next week. Ep- uh, Disc 4 is my favourite piece of gaming of all time, so I also can't wait to see how that plays out in the final episode. Overall, we're just so lucky to have this anime. It's a real tribute to the games and far better than anyone could have predicted. Here's hoping it builds the fan base for an eventual Shamu 4.
2: Yeah. And then Spot finally on. and finally we have Hiki and um... He says it's another beautiful episode. What the anime team did with Wong is beautiful with good character development. Wong even said he hates um, robbing people and that uh, Wong really wants to change his life after meeting Rio. And I love his determination to help Rio. Like I said in the previous episode, for Wong, Rio is like his older brother now.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
2: Yeah, I can see that actually. I love Joy in this episode as well. Joy, remember, has a lot of moments with Rio, and we can see how Rio has also made an impact on her life. And then Joy decides to help as well. Uh, Joy and Wong are getting expanded, is one of the beautiful things about the anime. It's really emotional. I loved it. And again, it feeds into the side characters. I've mentioned quite a lot. It's quite good. Um, I agree with many people about the Rio versus Bayou fight. It was a short fight, but I think I understand why the anime, anime team did this. For me, Rio winning against Bayou quickly showed that he's really improved as a martial artist and as a character, that everything he has learned has made an impact on him and he changed with that. I say this because before winning, we, we remember what Kai said and about the four wood. So to me, it's to show how much he's improved as a martial artist and a character, and he's got stronger. So if I think about it this way, I can accept this as I can accept this. Sorry. I just mm. to say, um, The fight could have been way better and a longer fight with more tension. Yeah. Yeah. I see where, where they're going with that. Yeah. Um, the scenes with Dol Nio are nice. The scenes with Ryo and Ren, and I love the fact that the high five of the geo is in the anime. Uh, same thing about the scenes with Yuan, some really nice scenes there. The scenes with Wong, with Yuanda Zhu, was a surprise to me. I loved it. And Yu, Yuanda Zhu, again, defending himself. The final scene with Ryo and Landy looking at each other was a beautiful way to end the episode. The name of episode 13 is Shenmue, so I imagine we'll see something about the Shenmue tree. I noticed that Ryo and Shenhua said the name of the episode together in the ending. Uh, mm. the season will end in the cave question mark um i think it's possible but i feel the anime team will need to cut a lot of things about the guilin part so the anime can end in the cave yeah i think that's true i agree with bcdc do who's another forum user i don't want to see guilin part in a fast way uh it's so gentle calm mysterious and much more and one of my favorites moments of the Shenmue series so i hope the season ends with rio meeting Shenfar. maybe rio trying to save the deer and shenfar or maybe ending with shenfar saying for rio to follow her I don't know something like this. I would prefer that if the season ends with Rhea meeting Shen Fa, the season will probably end in Greenland. Just one more episode left to end the season. Like I said in the other week, I will miss this time of Shen-2, Shenmue content every week. I have hope that we'll get an announcement of Shenmue 4 after the last episode of the anime. Overall, good episode and I'm loving the anime.
1: Spawn. I'd love to see what some of these people think about that Greenland thing now, because there's a couple mm. of people in there that have been looking forward to the Greenland stuff.
2: Reading the forums sort of on a sort of on the quick, um, yeah. I think there there is a very much a divide in there uh, between yourself, people like yourself who were really up for that mm-hmm. and it obviously it hasn't happened and people can get it. Um not get it, it's probably like wrong word. People who I think understand where it's come from but can also see the sort of the disappointment. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a two way split, quite frankly, here. It's a split split decision <laughs> going to the judges. Yeah fair enough i think
1: probably the people that like it really resonated with them that queen mm. section are going to be upset and then the people that like their game had kind of it culminated <laughs> the the rooftop thing and that fight and well not that fight well the donut fight okay and like all that sort of stuff was like a very satisfying point to that thing and then just getting yeah. to the end of the game at that point was like an added bonus but you know um but yeah I mean, I'd love to see what people's opinions are. I'm going to have to check out the forums after we finish the show, after we wrap this up, and and like I say, if you sit back and just watch the series as a whole, perhaps in the, the broad scheme of things, it, uh, it, it, it does work fine and, you know, we're kind of just getting worked up a little bit over nothing in a sense. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think it's over nothing. I think... I think this is where, actually, sort of the, the the difference between the guys like us who, who've grown up with the games and, and maybe people who are anime fans coming into this new, yeah. I think that's yeah. where the split is and, and, and could be. And I I, the, I think the beauty of it is the anime is an adaptation of the Shenmue story. Both are canon, both are good, and both, I think, resonate with the community. And, and the fact that we've got two mediums that do this just speaks testament to the franchise and the story. So long may it continue
1: very good stuff man and I think actually testament to the fact that for all those people out there that have said like there's no story in Shamu, it's just you know just waiting around and all that sort of stuff and then these you know now they've had 13 half an hour episodes and we're complaining that they've skipped this they've sped through this I just think that's testament to the story that was actually in those first two games and
2: yeah, and no. they've done
1: a great job. Don't get me wrong; they've done a great job. I, I would give the anime as a whole, if I had to, a, a solid nine out of ten. As would I. As yeah. would I. nine out of so, ten. It's it's much better than I ever expected it to be. <laughs> so yeah. any qualms is just probably sheer nitpicking, and just because we're so die hard as fans that we can see things that could have been better. I suppose I don't. I don't know. All the games are just perfect to us, and anything less than that is a disappointment so the anime have have come almost close to perfection but missed in a couple of departments but then they kind of made up in other departments as well so on a whole i think nine out of ten is a fair enough assessment so that kind of wraps up this little mini series obviously we're still going to do podcasts and shows matt but in terms of like this weekly content there's 13 episodes of the anime that we've covered here. This is kind of an end, which is kind of yeah, sad in a sense.
2: It's sad. Uh, it's been a fun ride. It's been great fun watching the anime every week. It's been a bugger avoiding spoilers every week on, yeah, on everything. Yeah. Um, I imagine you know, season two, should we get it? I imagine we'll do something very, very similar. But for now, I think James and I are going to take ourselves a well-earned rest in anticipation for hopefully Shenmue 4 in the not-too-distant future and hopefully season two of the anime. But the content will keep coming. We'll still be around, um, but we're going to take ourselves a well and rest first.
1: That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It does. uh, Good stuff, Matt. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks everyone again for joining us. Weekly, almost, it's been insane. joining us on the streams, joining us for the shows, the premiere of the shows. Maybe you've been joining us on Radio Sega or downloading the shows each week on your podcast catcher. I just want to thank you all again it's been an amazing ride and we hope that we're going to see you again soon keep subscribed whatever you um, you're watching this on or listening to us on stay subscribed there's way more content and Shamu stuff on its way i'm sure so we're going to end the show off with departure on a new journey it's quite a fitting title actually from where we are now we're heading into a new era of shemu Whether that be Shemu 4 or Season 2 of the anime. And this is a piece of music taken from Shemu 1's OST, and you can also find it on the Shemu 1 and 2 sound collection. So enjoy this piece of music and take care of one. We'll see you again soon.
2: See you soon, guys.
3: Look at the time.